Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Welcome back, my warrior loves. Today, we're going to talk about two specific mantras that you can use to help you act more courageously in the face of fear. Now, along for this fearless journey is my co-pilot, Andrea Wells, the new host of Recover Strong. So, Andrea, welcome. Happy to have you here again. Thank you. I'm so excited to continue the journey. And I don't think I expected to have such like an actual personal growth experience while going through this, but I really feel like I am. And I really hope that the listener is feeling the same way and that we're making progress together. It's exciting. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm like, I really needed this right now, <laughs> this fearless adventure. And I want to just share something that came up that I stumbled across the other day. It had to do with the shadow. And we've been talking about this the past few lessons have focused more on the shadow. And I know that this is a concept, if it's new to you, it, it can it can take some time to fully understand it. So I want to give you guys as many different ways to see shadow, understand shadow, because in in my humble opinion, I think it's one of the most important areas to lean into for deeper healing and integration. And so much of the eating disorder process is getting to this like surficial aspect first with the food and, and then we're getting deeper into the body. But then we're getting to a self, like at the core, who we are, who we believe we are, uh, and, and really changing that narrative so we can just live with more freedom and self-expression and joy, just being unbridled by the critical mindset that can just keep us so trapped into different ways of thinking and being. And I just want to read this here. So it says the shadow. Now, different ways you can think about the shadow archetypally are the unspeakable. So what you don't want to say, the unspeakable, the unwelcome, and the denied. And it says here, we often think that the shadow can be purified, illuminated, and made right through effort and achievement. However, it is typically the case that our lofty pursuit of ascension and perfection is the very source of shadow material itself. By rejecting parts of ourselves in the world, we begin to separate from the whole. Rather than getting to know the qualities and content of our shadow, we busy ourselves with avoiding its presence. This is denial. It is time to take inventory of those things you've been denying. When the mind responds with, quote, no, anything but that, end quote, you are touching shadow. Find support for this deep inner work and move toward the shadow with patience and compassion. Now, this comes from Kim Kranz's Archetypes Guidebook. So this, I'm just going to reiterate that, that one, that segment that she had there is, no, anything but that. So we know that we're touching on shadow when we're like saying like, no, 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 not that. 
Don't say that. No one can hear about that. No one can know about that. I can't talk about that. Wherever we're really censoring ourselves and not wanting that to come out. When I was thinking about just the experience of having an eating disorder, how much of that is the unspeakable, not being wanting to share it with others or let have anybody know that this is something you're struggling with. Wow, there's a part of me that feels so denied, that feels unspeakable. And that's why it's so important to be in these areas where you can share, where you can open up, where you can be seen and heard with compassion, with understanding. So Andrea, how did that sit with you to hear about shadow being talked about and this this idea of like, no, anything but that? I think that's a super helpful way to put it because even as I've been learning about shadow work, as I explained last episode, it's a it's a concept I'm coming to understand myself. It didn't click with me that way until the way you worded it just now. That's the anything but that. And that can really, it's helped even me identify within my own self what exactly is shadow and what isn't because I've had some moments of being like, is that it? You know, it's not everything that's a negative that you struggle with is necessarily a shadow. So that really helps clarify things for me. So I appreciate that. And it definitely resonates everything you're saying about how it comes into play with an eating disorder. Like just the idea of like food, like I don't want anyone to know what I'm eating, what I'm not eating, depending on what my behaviors were at the time. That was a shadow thing. Like anything but that, I don't want to talk about it. Don't look at what I'm eating. Don't talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. You don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Like <laughs> that was a big thing. And I think another part, especially deeper into recovery, as we get to the deeper levels, as you talked about, was the idea that it's okay to not be skinny. That was something that I didn't want to face, that I didn't want to accept. And even though I heard that through so many different recovery resources like it's okay like your body is okay no matter what size it is it's not your worth that was really hard for me to accept that was something that definitely made me feel like no anything about that i can't accept that that would mean i failed or something or if i accepted that and really gave into recovery so that was a big shadow aspect in the recovery process for me too i had the exact same experience when i had an eating disorder to feel like you're letting go of this pursuit of thinness the anything but that was wait, you're trying to tell me not to control my food. You're trying to tell me to let go of reaching my goal weight. I was never getting there, yet I was striving and striving and trying and trying and pursuing. So part of that was like, okay, anything but that, you mean trust this idea of a a set point that I don't know what it is? Like, what? Anything but that. Trust? (laughs) Like, anything but that. And reducing my exercise, right? All that came into the equation too. Like, part of the, like, the treatment was to let go of all these things that I've been holding on to so tightly to stop the compensatory behaviors. And that was my anything but that. Like, do not take all these things away from me. And when I was able to embrace that, allow it in, do it, and I recognized, like, wow, that's actually where I found the freedom. That was where the integration came. That's when everything shifted. There was acceptance that was found, and then all the real fears or the imagined fears turned into these smaller fears, these things that were totally faceable. And actually, after facing them, I became stronger. I became more confident with food. And eventually, I reached full, long-lasting recovery. So it was this idea of having to lean into that anything but that. Like I had to. That was the path. It's the obstacle is the way. The fear that stands in front of us is the way. When we're talking about these type of fears, obviously, as we talked about, there's some fears where somebody's like running after you. That's not the way. Like (laughs) run out. Like, yeah, escape. You don't want to get hurt or anything. So anyways, in this context of how we're talking about these psychological- Some fear is helpful. (laughs) Yeah. These psychological fears that are really holding us back. So yes, this idea- of anything but that, 
removing these safety mechanisms that you've held onto so dearly that are really putting you in positions of of disempowerment and and deeper shame at the end of the day. Did you find that that could even drive more shame for you, Andrea, the more you avoided these things, anything but that's, or they became more powerful within you? Oh, yeah. I mean, shame thrives in isolation. So you're avoiding something, you're staying secret, you're keeping hidden. Absolutely. And it feels like it's the, the I'm trying to think of the saying that you said before about, um, a security blanket that turns into a straitjacket. So that's what like the behaviors are. It, it might might make you feel safe and getting rid of it is like, hell no, anything about that. That is my my security blanket, but it's turning into a straitjacket. It's keeping you compressed. It's not helping you break free from anything. It's definitely helping everything foster all the shame, all the harmful behaviors. Yeah. I want to give a little shout out to Jen. She's a therapist at Within Health. And that was a saying that she said to me was, yeah, your eating disorder is your safety blanket until it becomes your straight jacket. And okay. She came up with that. <laughs> yeah. That's when I first heard it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true. So <laughs> as we move into this lesson, we have a few little specific mantras that you can say to pump you up to move into these areas that you don't want to go to these anything but that areas. Because these really are the places that you're going to brave and and navigate through that are going to get you to where you ultimately want to be. And being able to embrace that, okay, anything but that, I know what these things are, write a list out. I recommend that you guys write out what are your anything but that scenarios and trust that you have the ability to navigate and work through them, especially as you apply all of these things that you're learning inside of Fearless. And these two specific mantras can help you guide the way as you continue on and you face these fears boldly head on. And yeah, Andrea, any less remarks you want to say before we head on into the lesson? Um, Just keep going. I'm so glad that you've been sticking around for this long if you're listening and keep going. And I know I've made progress already. I'm sure you are too. And I'm just so happy. Yes. We'll add that another. That's another mantra. Three specific mantras, <laughs> you can say. <laughs> keep going. That's another one. All right. <laughs> but let's get into this lesson. In our lesson today, we are going to cover two phrases that you can say to help encourage you to step through your fear doors and face fearful situations with greater courage. You've probably heard some creative sayings that people have come up with in order to kind of counteract fear. Uh, One being fear, false evidence appearing real. Another is fear, face everything and rise. And these are both great phrases that you can call on, right? Is fear, false evidence appearing real? A majority of the time it is when you retrospectively look back at what you were fearing and what happened. And that often is the case that you were overreacting and putting way too much prominence on the event in the future that it actually needed to have. And face everything and rise. This is showing, oh my gosh, I'm scared, but I still have to get up and do this. Also, face everything and run. (laughs) That's another way of running away from your fears. But we're not here to talk about avoidance. We're here to talk about how can you confront your fears and move through them and alchemize them. So another phrase or mnemonic I want to share brings together four key elements that are necessary to alchemize fear into courage. 
So if we break down fear, F, faith, E, excitement, A, action, R, resilience. Fear is faith, excitement, action, resilience. In order to face your fears, these four components are so essential. Faith, you have to have trust that you can do this. Trust that you can brave the uncertainty and the unknown. Now, excitement. Now, this is the interesting thing about excitement and fear. There is very little physiological difference between fear and excitement. They get registered in the brain as the same emotional state. So every single time you feel afraid, you can feel excited instead. According to the research of Alison Wood Brooks out of Harvard, she found in her research that it's actually counterproductive to try to calm yourself down when you are feeling anxious. Oftentimes, you hear if you're feeling anxious, calm down, take some deep grounding breaths, which sounds like a great idea. But what she found in her research is that it's best to not calm yourself down when you are in a high arousal state of anxiety, but instead is shift from anxiety to excitement. Now, this ends up being much easier and more productive because anxiety and excitement are what psychologists call, quote unquote, arousal emotions. They are states of high activation. Fear and excitement activate the hypothalamus in our brain in the same way. So really, the only difference between these two states of excitement and fear is the story about them. Anxiety involves a story of resistance. We feel activated and highly aroused when we imagine a future where everything goes wrong, where we make a complete fool out of ourselves, or we are laughed and ridiculed or rejected. Anything that can lead us to feel like we are no longer part of the social network or the social tribe, right? All of these things can create anxiety that you're not going to be loved. You're not going to be enough. You're going to be made fun of, that people aren't going to like you. Excitement, on the other hand, involves an almost identical psychological state, but with a totally different story. A story that welcomes and looks forward to the future instead of dreading it. That's why the shift from anxiety to excitement is so much easier to pull off than trying to calm down. So you're no longer trying to change your basic physiology. You're just changing the story about it. If you can take what in a state of anxiety would perceive as a threat and you start to turn it into an opportunity, it allows you to swap that story of anxiety for the story of excitement. So this brings me to one of the key phrases here to help you work through fear is to say, I'm excited! Exclamation point! If you're feeling emotionally driven fear, say, I'm excited! I do this all the time when I'm about to step on stage for an improv show or give an interview or teach a masterclass or a webinar to hundreds of people live. Whenever I feel this state of arousal, and of course all these thoughts can pop up that, oh my gosh, what happens if I forget? Or what happens if they don't like it? La 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 la. It says, no, I'm excited. And this is a phrase that many entertainers and many performers use in order to get on stage and 
alchemize their anxiety into excitement and perform their best. So this is a great phrase to turn to. I'm excited. So this brings us to our next item here in our fear is action. Action requires you to do what you are afraid of. Feel the fear and do it anyways. This is so important to get past the fear is to take steps in the direction of the fear to experience it and realize that you can handle it. There's a therapy that many people use who struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder and also anxiety disorders, generalized anxiety disorders and eating disorders called exposure and response prevention therapy. And in this therapy, it's all about taking action and experiencing that which you fear and noticing how the high arousal state of anxiety comes up, but it always goes down, right? We cannot keep a suspended state of anxiety forever, at its peak forever. So it's important to start to take action to experience that which you fear. So the phrase here to help you with that, first you could say, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm excited. Even if you feel afraid, right? Feel the fear and do it anyways. I'm excited. I'm going to alchemize my anxiety into excitement. Next thing you can say when you take action is bring it on. Bring it on. This is saying, come on, I'm going to do this. Bring it on. I will take whatever is coming my way. I absolutely love this phrase. When you can say, bring it on, and you can even say all of the things that you fear. Start to become a total badass and just say, bring it on. Is this, is this all you got? A little piece of judgment? A little piece of rejection? Oh, a little piece of uh, not feeling good enough? Bring it on. I can handle this. So this is another phrase that you can use to really just step up and say, hey, I see you fear. I see all those things that you say are going to happen if I do this. Bring it on. I can handle it. Which brings us to the final word, resilience. You can handle what comes your way. Many times you have to face the same fear again and again and again. And for this reason, you need to have resilience. So when you are resilient, you can say, bring it on because I know I'm resilient. Bring it on because I know Whatever happens to me, I can get back up again. And that is what allows you to have the confidence in yourself that no matter what happens, that you're resilient. So bring it on because I'm resilient and I can do this. Whatever you send my way. So my warrior friend, this is another way to look at fear. Fear requires that you have faith excitement, where you can take your anxiety and turn it into excitement and say, I'm excited. Fear requires you to take action. Bring it on. Whatever this is I fear, bring it on. I can do this. Because you are resilient. Faith, excitement, action, resilience. The greatest things in life are on the other side of fear. So let's not waste another moment of our precious lives holding ourselves back. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears in recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. 
Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. Head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power.